0: Um, to share um, this portion of it and um, uh, exploring faith part was this part six I said yeah part six is enemies of faith enemies of faith and um, I think it's a it's a very and very a very a very important one and you know as far as Paul was concerned Paul you know when it came to faith Paul had faith for righteousness, the the just live by faith. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to all who believe, for therein lies the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. And um, so that's what faith was for Paul. It was for righteousness. And why? Because righteousness puts you one with God. Righteousness makes you just like Jesus. Righteousness for the new believer, not the, not the unborn-again believer. For the new believer, their authority comes from their righteousness. And when you look at Romans chapter 10, verse 6, clearly says it. For the righteousness by faith speaks. And then he tells us in another portion in that same book, those that received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign as a king. And kings give decrees. Kings give orders. And so for for Paul, it was faith for righteousness. And I know, you know, I'm, I didn't hear this for 35 years. You know, you, you think that all the writings are writings it's in the Bible. And, and so if it's there, we just believe it. And we don't have to seek the Holy Spirit for revelation. We don't have to, you know, have him show us um, um, the right interpretations of what, what's being said. Um, and so there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of uh, missing of, of truths. And, and one of the missing some truths that, that comes from is the fact that people will not, you know, they don't know, they don't understand that James, Peter, John, Matthew, and the rest of them did not have the revelation of righteousness by faith they did not have it so that is why james was very big on law that's why james was very big on okay you believe in jesus christ and you still say zealous for the law of moses they had no revelation of that so when you're reading their, their 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 works and you're looking through acts you have to understand that they had no revelation. In fact, they say, you know, believe in Jesus Christ just for the forgiveness of your sins. Okay? Boom. That's it. They had no idea when they were looking at the cross, the ones that were there, they had no idea that, you know, he was made sin who knew no sin. My sins were put on him. He died, I died. He was buried, I was buried. When he was raised, I was raised with him. The newness of life, new creation. They did not have that revelation at all. The only revelation they had is the one that they walked this earth with, and that was they had the authority in the name of Jesus, okay? So they they used that to the man. They said, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk, okay? They did not have the revelation of faith righteousness. We do now because of Paul. Praise God, I love Paul. I love Paul's writings, I love Paul's writings. And uh, you know, this is why, Acts chapter 21 verse 20 is so powerful where James is saying hey Paul look at all our brethren our Jewish brethren They believe in Jesus? but they're still zealous for the law of Moses and, and to them and to them you know that was the right thing you Now I never realized this book of Romans right? who was the book of Romans written to? Romans. Roman who? Roman what? The Roman church. Exactly. It's written to the Roman church. And, and Paul is saying in chapter 7, I'm writing to you, you guys know the law, okay? You're, you're trying to keep the law, right? You're trying to do good by the law, but you can't do by the law. Because if you're living by the law, the law is another faith and you can't keep it. Who can free you from that? Praise be unto, unto Jesus Christ. Jesus frees us from that. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus frees us from the law of sin and of death. And then when you look at Romans chapter 10, I'm like, you know, he's talking to Jewish Christians when he's telling them, look guys, you have a zeal and you have a zealousness for righteousness, but it is not the righteousness of God. He's not talking to non-believers. He's talking to Jewish believers. And he's telling them because Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. So this is huge in the body of Christ today. Because there's just so much confusion because of who had the the, the revelation. This is why Paul, you know, Paul is saying in Galatians chapter two, uh, Galatians chapter one, if anybody comes up with another gospel different than the one I present, whatever, let him be accursed. Right. And then he says, even if an angel, even if an angel comes here, let him be accursed. Anyway, he goes to Jerusalem. He's talking about Jerusalem in chapter 2. He said, listen, I had to go there, and I had to, it out, had to have it out with them. Here I am with the Gentiles, right? I'm teaching faith in Jesus Christ, righteousness, right? New creations, you know, united with him, newness of life, resurrection life, healing, wellness, wholeness, salvation, right? The power of the gospel. And these Jewish Christians are coming along and trying to get him in the law. Why? Because as far as they're concerned, you've got to believe in Jesus. But you need to be zealous for the law for righteousness. Mm -hmm. See, because they didn't have the revelation. I'm righteous. I'm pretty righteous. And that righteousness makes me as a king. And that righteousness makes me to be able to speak. The the righteousness that comes by faith in Jesus Christ causes me to speak. This is why, you know, you could become even Jesus like like Jesus taught 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 this. Yeah, he taught it to unborn-again people who weren't new creations. It was different for the new creation. It is different for the new creation. Hallelujah, man. Amen. That's, that's, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And so I just, you know, here is, I was thinking Paul is talking about the nation of Israel. He's not. He's writing this this letter to Romans, to the church at Rome, to the Christians at Rome, and he's addressing, you know, I told you, you got to know, he's addressing the Gentiles, then he's addressing the, the Jews, then he's addressing uh, the Jewish believers, then he addresses both, then he goes back to just the Gentiles, then he goes back to the Jewish believers. And uh, chapter 10, man, Christ is the And then, you know, we use this verse all the time, Faith, right? cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which is wrong. It is faith cometh by, is birth by, springs up from, from hearing, but hearing about the Christ. Faith for what? Look up above it. with your heart, you believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth, you'll confess your soteria, your salvation. So basically, he's, 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 he's very consistent because righteousness gets you everything. So, so here it is. Faith for righteousness springs forth is birth from within when you hear the message about Jesus Christ. And when it becomes birthed up within you, you, you could be, believe in your heart of hearts and then speak it with your mouth. You know, it's just it's powerful. But there, there are enemies of this faith that Paul talks about. And we're going to go over them. Not, there's, there's lots of them, but I just have four. And number four, you're not going to, you're going to tell me I'm wacko and I'm crazy, but that's okay. Number one, traditions of men. Traditions of men. The traditions of men. And he said unto them, full well ye reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own traditions. Making the word of God of none effect through your traditions, which you have delivered, and many such light things you do. Traditions of men, they add to the words, or change the words, or wrongly interpret the words. Let me give you an example. I was very proud of the fact that I belonged to a particular denomination, right? And I was ready to go there and get my ministerial license back, I had had it, you know, at one time. But then I turned it in, and uh, I, I felt, you know, God didn't take His call away from me. So I wanted to get that, get that license back, and and perhaps, you know, become an associate pastor, an assistant pastor. You know, I wanted to get back in that ministry, and uh, but I knew there was a conflict. There was a conflict because I had I had just been exposed to. The, the revelation of the true revelation of grace and and there were certain things i didn 't believe with like i'm not a sinner i'm not a sinner saved i 'm not a sinner saved by grace and a few other things and i believe in I believe in you know he healed them all and I believe that healing is provided for right it's provi- just like sins are forgiven our bodies are i it, so I knew there was going to be some challenges and i'd never forget I was going to go before the uh presbyters and they were going to interview me and I was convinced they were going to Question me about my my stance and in preparing for that. You know what the Holy Spirit said to me? Just use the book, Len. you'll be fine I said Pastor. I said Holy Spirit. That's all I'm gonna use is the book That's all I'm gonna use is the scripture. He said no 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 use their book. I'm like what use their book? Yeah, use their book Use their book we hold these truths These are the truths we hold But we let them go but no these are the truths we hold and so I'm gonna give you an, an example P.C. Nelson, he he wrote their book, We Hold These Truths. I'm not going to say who they are. Most of you know who they are, and they know who they are, whatever. Right, salvation is for the whole man. Salvation is for the whole man. Not just simply sins forgiven. Salvation is not merely the forgiveness of sins and justification before God's court. It includes cleansing and keeping and shown in the definition quoted at the beginning of this chapter it includes healing from bodily infirmities as plainly taught by isaiah chapter 53 and 35 and in other scripture passages in romans chapter 8 paul showed that christ's redemption extends to the removal of the curse that rests like a pall on the whole of creation both animate and inanimate for man's sake the very good the very ground came under a curse The animal creation, as well as man, has suffered much on account of man's sin. But Christ was made a curse for us to redeem us from the curse. Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 correctly translates. Isaiah 53 verse uh, verse 4, showing that Christ is a Savior from sickness as well as a Savior from sin. He took our infirmities and carried our diseases. To this great truth... Earth is gradually awakening now again, as multitudes did when Christ walked the shores of Galilee. Sounds like you. Sounds like stuff Pastor Lenny talks about. It's not the stuff we heard about, okay? But this is their book, right? Traditions of men have made the word of God in none effect. Listen to what else he says. It's just an example. All through the centuries since the time of the Apostles, there have been individuals who have had faith in God for the healing of their bodies. And where New Testament faith is found, New Testament miracles will be wrought in the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. Huh? Here's something else from this book. The Hebrew and Greek words for salvation also imply the ideas of deliverance, safety, perseverance, healing soundness salvation is the great inclusive word of the gospel gathering into itself all the redemptive acts and processes like justification like redemption like grace like propitiation like imputation like forgiveness like sanctification like glorification can you imagine this is what they believe it's what they did believe what happened Traditions of men they make the word of God a none effect. This is, this is what steals faith. This is what steals people's true faith that comes with the hearing. And many put all their hope, put, more, put their hope in faith in men or their church or denomination. Traditions of men equals knowledge and intellect. Knowledge of our intellect has taken the throne. And our spirits have been locked away in a prison. Consequently, we are continuously making mistakes and living inferior lives. Because our spirit and the Holy Spirit, which should guide us, is not permitted to function because it's the traditions of men. That's not my quote. That's from E.W. Kenyon. Traditions of men. It's like, check your numbers. Check your numbers. 12, 12, 36, 14, Two, you're going to heaven. 18, 27, 14, six, sorry. Calvinism reduces salvation or, or, or you know, to, to a lottery system. <clears throat> Much less healing, you know. Traditions of men have made the, 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 the word of God of none effect and still do. that's one enemy of faith you got to be aware of that you got to be mindful of that you know there's one thing oh what's that verse of scripture my people perish for lack of knowledge you know everybody is so quick I was so quick to quote that and so you know sometimes you think all right it's a lack of knowledge let's help them know but then the second part of that verse is what for many refuse Knowledge. Many, when they hear the truth, are just refusing. I remember Lori and I were on the ushering team, and there was this gentleman, and he sat on, sat on the board. He's you know really beautiful, beautiful, beautiful brother. And, and we're into righteousness. We're into righteousness, tr- tr- teaching people they're trees of righteousness. They're righteous. They're righteous. They're, and, and I had, yeah, well, okay, yeah, I'm right. And then, no, but I'm not righteous. I'm not righteous. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Saved by... I'm like, oh, man. Traditions of men make the Word of God an effect The wrong covenant makes the Word of God an effect Believing the wrong covenant makes the Word of God. So we have, to, we have to be mindful of these things. And I'm telling you what. You have to have ear gates and you have to have eye gates. I'm sorry. You know, you have to have them or it'll slip in. Because there's that portion of Scripture. And we're going to talk about this possibly next week. Galatians chapter 5 verse 9. A little leaven, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And make no mistake about it, he's talking about legalism in law. He's talking about legalism in law. So he's saying a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. So, number one, traditions of men, which leads us into number two, law or legalism self-righteousness thinking that you can do or you can add to or you or you must or, or you have to that's self-righteousness and listen to what galatians chapter 5 verse 4 says christ is become of no effect of you unto you whosoever of you believe in justification by the law you are fallen from grace you are fallen from, that's, that you are fallen so, so, here it is, if you believe in the, you know people that believe in this and they list and they listen to that that now I have a responsibility, you know now, oh, well, yeah, I was sanctified, but you know, there was an instantaneous sanctification, but then there's there's a sanctification that I have to achieve. You know? You know, there there's a righteousness that I have to achieve and, and I gotta keep on I gotta keep on, you know, examining myself to get rid of this ugliness, you know, so, so I can continue on my walk to becoming righteous, you know, and I have to do and I have to and, and Christ has become of none effect. Law and legalism. This is why he makes the statement he makes in in chapter 5 and verse 1. Therefore, stand in the liberty where which Christ has set you free. And no longer be enslaved to a yoke of bondage. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Romans chapter 4, verse 16. Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Our justification comes simply and wholly from the faith of Jesus Christ. When we think we have to add to that, okay, that's an enemy of faith. Sorry, it is. Okay, I have to. I have No, 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 no. I provided was enough. This whole this whole Christian walk is not about it's not about becoming, it's knowing you are and growing in the revelation of the fact that you are. That's what it is. It's it's the unva- it's the unveiling. It's the unveiling of who you are. You you unveil who you are, you know. It's just like husbands love your wives, as Christ loved the church. You know, so I'm going to teach you how to love your wife. Well, I took all the courses. I took all the personality courses. I, I took the the men are from me, the men of from I don't know Mars or Venus, and the women are from I don't know Mars or Venus. I, you know, I took a uh name of uh man of velvet, man of steel. I mean, I took whatever. I sat on the more, more. Conferences, and then you could shake a stick at. And then our marriage was, I was horrible still. Tried to fix everything, but then all of a sudden, love your wife like Christ loved the church. Ooh, okay. You know where that is? Know where that's found? That's found in Ephesians. Chapter five, right? You know what's found in Ephesians chapter two? I'm seated with Christ in the heavenly places. I'm seated with him. I'm co-quickened to him, with him. Okay, well, what's in verse, what's in chapter four? Put on your new man, Mm -hmm. which after the image of Christ is true holiness and true righteousness. Oh, I'm seated with him. I'm I'm one with him. I'm truly righteous and holy with him. Wow, I'm just like him. I have his character. I can love like him. I realize that. Now when it comes time to love my wife like Christ loved the church, I can do it. No laws to follow, no plans, but the belief of who I am and what I am. I don't even know. uh, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. Mm -hmm. Justified by the faith of Mm -hmm. Christ a lot of people think that's wrong justified by faith in Christ but this is this is right justified by the faith of christ what does that mean we went over this one time and i hope you don't remember i know i go through over through so much stuff that you know it could you know Lori says honey you just too much we just need one time i I don't know it's just in me and it just flows out of me i'm sorry but but you look at isaiah chapter 53 what was the faith of jesus christ the faith of jesus christ was the father's going to crush me the father's going to bruise me the father's going to put sin on me the father's going to break me right the father's going to you know all this thing and it says and he was pleased Why? Because through that righteous sacrifice, my servant will justify the many. So what's the faith of Christ? The faith of Christ is the Father. He put me as his holy and righteous sacrifice, and I was obedient to him. And now because I was, my faith is Father, you must do everything you said. Okay, I will establish them in Christ. I will establish them in righteousness. I will establish them in the anointing, and I will seal them. And I will establish them in my love. And they will be perfect. And because of that, they will be accepted in the beloved and in the inner circle. And because of that, they will be able to be seated with, with Jesus that you know, this is the faith of Jesus Christ Amen. that we live in. Amen. By his stripes you are healed. That's the, my faith is you put the stripes on me, Father. Now they're healed. That's the faith of Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no, I like this, no flesh, no flesh be justified. Mm -hmm. Galatians 3.12, and the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Philippians chapter 4, uh, chapter 3, verse 9, and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. Here we go again. The righteousness which is of God by faith. Oh, there we go. Isaiah chapter 53. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful in understanding the faith of Christ. And Galatians chapter 2, verse 21, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for, it is the right, for if righteousness comes by law-keeping, then Jesus Christ, can you imagine this, what he went through? was all in vain, he died in vain, he's dead in vain. And keep in mind, Romans was written to Christians when Paul said, Christ is the end of law for righteousness. Mm-hmm. So number one, uh, traditions of men, it's gonna keep you from, you know, enemy of faith. Number two, legalism, self-righteousness. Number three, experience, experience. Especially when this experience comes after wrong traditions and covenant teaching. A lot of people's experience not only not only is it an enemy to faith, a person's experience, well I haven't I mean well I haven't found that to be true. You know? I haven't found that, I haven't found that out to be true. You know, I was I I wasn't healed for thirty five you know thirty thirty five years. There was never healing. Why should I be healed? After all, you know, God uses is using that sickness to to build character in me. Come on, God, build a character. Come on, build it all in me. See see how ridiculous that is. Build the character, where the Holy Spirit just wants to reveal the character. All right, and uh, you know, for thirty for thirty plus years, you know, uh, chastisement. Well, you know, I did something wrong, Lord. So you know. Let me have it, let me have it, let me have it. Sickness unto death. you know? You know how many people I know that refused prayer because they believed this was the Lord taking them home. It was just their way. We would go to pray with them and they'd say, "No, no, no, I'm happy. I'm going home. He's taking me. He's taking me. This is how we. So experience even especially experience that comes from wrong traditions and wrong teaching. And this is why we gotta be careful with our ear gates and with our eye gates. 1977 to 2014, my experience, my experience was based on traditions and mixed covenants, and it produced zero healings. What I had happened to me this past I've had instantaneous miracles, miracles without medical intervention. But this this recent uh, bout with, with, uh, <clears throat> with the, what the doctors called you know cancer, right? This is a true medical. It was it was a true miracle beyond medical intervention. You know why? Because there's no cancer in my body right now. And Laurie will tell you, they fully well expected that when the first course was over, there would be another course, right? Yeah. Perhaps more courses. More chemo, more right. Yep. It's like I don't even exist with them anymore. Yeah. I'm a non-entity an anymore. No more courses. No more this. No more that. It was my miracle was superseded medical intervention because it came from God. Yeah. You know, I had a recent conversation because you know I, I started going through what this 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 man my, Barry Barry's a good friend of mine. We've been talking over the, over the last couple of days. Um, and I had a, another recent conversation with him. And what I'm going to share with you is public information, so it's okay. But, you know, he, would, he was, he was given his testimony. He was saying, people were saying, how could you do this? You're a man of faith. How could you betray us? You know, and uh, because he, uh, he had medical, inter- medical intervention. And, uh, man, he, he's had, he has tremendous, tremendous... Um, um, testimonies you know of his faith he, he had a his wife had um the fetus is that what it's called uh, the baby was dead for seven days dead but he wouldn't he wouldn't accept it you know god said to him the baby will live so they wanted to do whatever they did he was in a foreign country he said nope you know he's, the baby's alive he goes to america they do a sonogram guess what the baby's alive you know what the amazing thing is the baby was born Seven days after the due date. It's a great testimony how he just got off at operation. So, you know what? Don't, you know, he's like, don't, don't tell me about faith. I have faith. So, but I know what he went through. And, um, I believe he's a better minister right now because it's softened him in a lot of areas. His message has increased and the the amount of people he's touched has increased. But so I, I recently, I said, you know, I have a personal question, Barry. And, um, I have full confidence in you please I said I've been asked to be interviewed by Andrew on August 10th <clears throat> that healing is here I am cancer free it was a miracle however medical intervention was used do you see a conflict so this is what he said no exclamation point two days ago I did an inside story interview with Andrew about my journey. He knows my story, and I told him straight up. I know his position, but this time, and there are times when you have to go to medical route. People need to know that not everybody is like you, Andrew. <laughs> this is on. If you, if you go to uh, whatever, uh, whatever, what do what they call, you have to look for them, inside stories, okay? And there's lots of hurting Christians who feel guilty and condemned. And I told Barry, there's one thing you're leaving out. Guilty and condemned it, when they consider the medical route. I said, Barry, you forgot one thing. Not only guilty and condemned, but they're dying prematurely. Because they're not going medical route at times. And that medical route can keep them alive. And, um, and, uh, and then he says, Andrew knows that and has even agreed with it and agrees with it in the interview. So be free. Faith was certainly present or neither one of us would be alive. Blessings. So, experience is number, number three. I love Barry. I'm so grateful that we're friends. Number four. I don't know if, if you're going to agree with this, but Flora showed me this recently. Number four. An enemy of faith is hope. Hope is an enemy of faith. And I'm gonna tell you why. Hope, what about hope? Hope is always in the future. Yeah. Hope is always in the future. Evidence, it hasn't taken place. I remember going through, you know, the coughing and the, you know, as, as the results from the radiation. You know, and I was saying things like, man, I hope that when I get to this day and when I get to that day and I'm in front of this people I'm in front of that people. When I was at um, Yorktown Assembly of God, I was like, Lord, please, you know, I hope when I get there, you know, and I made it through the, I made it through the preaching. And I said, yes, and then 32 people come up for prayer, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Lord, you know, and I was like, I hope, I hope, I hope. What was I telling myself? I hope, I hope, I hope. It's telling myself, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Hope is always in the future. Hope is always in the future. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, now faith is the substance. Now it's my substance. It's my substance. The evidence of things not seen. It's my evidence. It's my title deed. What I once hoped for, I now have. But if all I do is hope, it keeps it in the future. Now, faith brings our hope. Faith brings our hope into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. That's uh, from the Passion Translation. From the Mirror Study Bible, persuasion confirms confident expectation and proves the unseen world to be more real than the seen. Faith celebrates as certain what hope sees as the future. Faith celebrates as certain what hope sees in the future. And so hope, the Holy Spirit, me, might be for me, might not be for you said, Len, stop living in hope. Faith is now. Live in the now. And it was right after that, uh, Nina, that, you know, remember I was taking the stuff to help clear. I was taking a Mucinex-D. I was just stopped. stop. And right after that, no, right now. Lori will tell you for the last week, I'm not taking any inhalers. I'm not taking any Mucinex-D for the, nothing. Sleeping beautifully on my, on my pillows and in my bed. And, and God has really, he's been good. He's, he revealed that to me. So you can do what you want with that. But anyway, we want to walk in, faith cometh by, hearing. And we have to make sure that we don't allow these four things to become an enemy in our life. Number one, traditions of men. Number two, legalism. Number three, experience. And number four, hope that continually tells us we don't have it's not ours and keeps what we're looking for out of the present into the future all right so father we worship you We thank you for your word we give you glory we thank you that when you think about it father Lord salvation when do you forgive me father instantly so why can my faith believe that because my faith can't see it my faith can't see sins forgiven father I just have to know I just have to know I just have to know my sins are forgiven I can't see why do I have to see well must not be healed why don't I have the same faith I do have the same faith we do have the same faith It's birthed from within. It rises from within. As we hear about the Christ, as we hear about the Christ, the faith comes. We took it for our forgiveness. We take it for our healing. We take it for our finances. We take it for relationships. makes so much sense, Father. We're so grateful for your gift, your gift of salvation, your gift of Jesus Christ. We pray that as more and more is revealed, we can walk in the fullness of what you have already provided for us. In Jesus' name, amen.